Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Hope you're doing very well. I have not talked to you in several days. I've been on a mission to get more organized and to change some things with my schedule so that I'm better suited to keep cranking out the podcast. We have a lot of really cool things happening in my world, and I hope that you do as well. I want to tell you a story. I think it might have been my first year in business. If not, it was my second, but I think my first. I had gotten a job to to clean some windows for this little old lady in a condo. I went over there by myself in a 94 Chevy Cavalier with a 28-foot ladder strapped to the roof, although (laughs) I don't think I had it on the roof on that job because it was a little, small little condo that I didn't need uh, the big ladder for. And I get there, and it was probably way under bid because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, But I was excited. It was going to be an easy, quick job. I walked in, introduced myself, super over-the-top friendly to her, and I go in as a step one to remove all the screens from her uh, windows. I got in there, and I started taking out the screens. I took out one screen. I took out another screen. I got to one of the bedrooms, and the screen wouldn't come out. It was stuck. And if, if you're in the window cleaning business or probably in any business, there's certain things that you got to be really careful with. I did not want to break this lady's screen. And so I'm going really kind of slow. I'm trying to figure it out. Plus, I'm new in the business. I, I hadn't seen every type of screen combination. And I'm really struggling with this thing. And I didn't want to put too much pressure on it. And the lady starts getting very impatient. Now, she's probably, she's definitely north of 70, maybe even older than 80, and she starts getting super, super mad. She starts saying comments under her breath. What's, what are you doing? What's taking so long? What's the problem? I was like, oh, no, there's no problem, ma'am. I'm just making sure I don't, you know, bend your screen. This one's in here, you know, really tight. I don't, it's a little bit stuck. I'll, I'll figure it out. And then uh, she gets more and more impatient. Finally, she comes over and she uh, tells me, get out of the way. And so I scooch over from this four-foot-tall, 80-year-old grandma, and she, like, punches her screen. She just hits it. She punches it, and the thing goes flying into a bush, and she bent it, and it was a whole thing. And then she looks at me, and she goes, get out. (laughs) I've told this story before, but it's been a long time. So this lady tells me to get out. My face turns red. I am confused. I'm embarrassed, but also creeped out and weirded out. And, and I don't even know what just happened. It was super dumb. I was in this lady's house for less than 10 minutes. Uh, and she was just having a bad day, I guess. I don't know. But here's my question to you. Now, that was a very discouraging day. And I remember I drove back to my trailer. We lived in a trailer park with my wife, Ashley. And I was pretty dejected, you know. I was like, I was down because that that was terrible. I'm trying to start my business. I finally got like a customer. I didn't have very many. And that's what happened with it. And I I thought maybe there's something wrong with me. You know, what? why am I so stupid? I can't take a screen out that I make a 70-year-old lady get super mad at me. But what if I would have uh, gave up? What if I would have taken that one bad, annoying, stupid thing and let that be my excuse to quit? Can you imagine that? You know, people do that all the time. And who I am today is a far cry from who I was then. 
But if I would have stopped, I would have never been able to have the opportunity to even do the things that I've done between that day and this day. Uh, there's another story from a guy named Dustin from my hometown, hometown. And I started my business the same time he did. And when I saw his little truck with his sticker on his back window that had the name of his company on it, you know, window cleaning company, I was so stressed out. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's another person doing this. I'm never going to be able to build a business. There's not enough work for two people. And, uh, you know, it always bothered me every time I saw it. Well, after a couple of years, I had kept fighting the good fight. I kept going out. I would work from dark until dark many times. I'd stay up till two in the morning reading forums and trying to learn about things and connect with other people and try to get that one gold nugget that could potentially change everything because I was hungry and I wanted it bad. I wanted this business to work. My wife was pregnant with my son, Maverick. I had just left a safe and secure job at, at J.P. Morgan Chase as a personal banker. And, uh, I say safe and secure, like with air quotes, by the way, because that's not a thing. <laughs> but, you know, Dustin, I see him two years or so after I had started my company. And I had I had an employee. We were, had our first $10,000 plus month. And I saw Dustin working at a gas station. And I was super confused because I was starting to actually sort of figure some stuff out. I still didn't understand systems really. And I, it was still, I had a long ways to go. But at the same time... I like, I was doing it, right? Like I was squeegeeing dirt off of people's glass and generating over $10,000 a month. And even after I paid my helper, I had more money than I had ever made, right? And I see him, I said, Dustin, what are you doing? I thought you had a business. You know, he told me, changed me forever. He said, oh, there's no money in that. Nobody, no, ever, customers are too picky. There's no money. You can't even barely find customers. And then no, nothing you do is good enough for them. And he went on and on on this rant, like this angry rant about how it was literally impossible for him to succeed doing the same thing that I was doing in the same town while I was succeeding at it. And I walked out like with tunnel vision and I get back in my car and it was just like this epiphany, man. It was like, Oh my gosh, like the, the old Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way you're right, like that became very true to me in real life because he was completely wrong, but he thought he was right. He wasn't right, but he thought he was. And so for him, it was over. He's working for, God, what, eight, nine, ten dollars $10 an hour at a gas station? It's so sad. And then when I think back about the little old lady that kicked me out of her house, and I go back and eat lunch with Ashley feeling humiliated, like, man, I, <laughs> this is harder than I thought. I'm just so thankful that I didn't quit. And I want to end uh, today's podcast with a story that you've probably heard, maybe you haven't, um, but it's the elephant and the rope story. And essentially, you know, there's this guy and he's walking and he sees this gigantic elephant and it has a little itty bitty rope tied around his foot tied into like a, a wood peg that's hammered into the ground. And the elephant stays connected to this, you know, wood peg by this rope and it won't escape. It won't walk away. Now, what's funny about it is the elephant could easily yank on its foot and rip the peg, and just snap the rope and rip the thing out of the ground. So he goes up to the elephant's uh, keeper or owner or whatever and asks him, why in the world do you have such a tiny rope on the elephant's foot? And the guy explains to the, to the passerby that that rope is the same rope that was on the elephant's foot when the elephant was a baby elephant. And when the elephant was a baby, the rope was strong enough to hold the elephant in place so it couldn't escape. 
But gradually over time, as the elephant grew and it got stronger and it got enormous and it became super ultra powerful, uh, the elephant didn't understand that it had gradually gained the power to break free from that rope. To It could do anything it wanted. It could run around and smash a house or it could go run into the forest and do whatever elephants do. I don't know. But when I talk to business owners, I, the same type of things happen. And sometimes I'll get someone on the phone or someone will be in my Automate Grow Sell boot camp or I'll be doing a coaching call and people will actually be winning, like they're doing it, but they still feel like they're insignificant or weak or they haven't figured it out, right? They're, they're actually more insecure than they logically should be based on where they're at in their business. And so we hold back. We hold back just like that big elephant does with the rope around its, its ankle. You know, your muscles grow when you rip them apart. And pain and suffering and little old ladies throwing you out of their house and having adversity and having bad things happen, that is the actual stuff that makes you actually better, that makes you actually persevere more. Those are the things that give you strength, even though while it's happening in real time, it's horrible and it's annoying and we don't like it and we try to run away from it. But if we're, if we're not careful, we'll fall into this place of complacency or excuses or you know, blaming the environment or being a victim will fall into this trap because we're trying to avoid pain instead of living in the fire, living in the pain and being thankful for it and realizing that we're getting stronger, smarter, more competent, more capable. Instead of doing that, we just make excuses, right? Instead of learning how to be a better employer and a better leader and a better manager of people by hiring really bad hires, living the life uh, of, of employees screwing you over and figuring out what that feels like, instead of doing that and then coming out the other side with a skill set that very few people have, learning how to read between the lines and learning how to interview people and, and see their lies up front, learning how to be a marketer for employees, learning how to drive culture. How do you get people to do the right thing when no one's looking? Well, the way to do that is to have pain and do it wrong first. You have to do stuff bad first before you're ever gonna do great things. And I was doing window cleaning bad when that lady threw me out of her house. And even though I'm still pretty confident she wildly overreacted and probably had some other stress in her life uh, <laughs> to throw out a, you know, a mid-20s window cleaner trying to you know, be a nice guy and do his job, even though that, that she was being crazy, she, I was doing a bad job. I couldn't, it was impossible for me to do a great job. I didn't know anything but I gradually learn things by doing, by taking risk. And luckily for me and my family, I'm the kind of person that likes to jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down, like I always say. Uh, and there's massive benefit in it. I, maybe I have a higher pain tolerance. Maybe I have a little extra grit or more relentless than maybe other people. Um, I know that I am compared to other people. But I know that people listening to this podcast are just like me. You guys are my people. And so I want to encourage you not to hold back. I want to encourage you to smile when you think about the, the scars and the things that have happened to you that have beat you up because this is the path for you building that business muscle. I love you all. I have some great episodes on the books coming up very soon. I can't wait for you to hear them. If you know people that need to hear this message, please share it. Like for real. Don't just like push, wait, 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 wait. You're about to, you're about to turn it off because you know I'm ending. Wait, wait, listen. Share it. Share the episode. Copy the URL. Send it to somebody. 
whatever. Just tell people the episode number and send them a message. Uh, That's how we grow the podcast. So I appreciate all of you very much. Take care. God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.